Good morning and welcome to another episode of Homefront Chronicles podcast, a journey through motherhood, life, and the service. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I have a very special guest on here. Her and her husband are about to celebrate their 20th wedding anniversary in April. She is a mom to two wonderful teenage children. Her husband is a pastor and they have been in full-time ministry for 14 years. She has worked as a physical therapist assistant for 24 years. She loves to travel, spend time with family, and just hang out at home. And she is here to share her journey as a working mom. So welcome to the podcast, Tasha. Hey, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say before we get started, uh, I'm so proud of you on where you're at with your podcast. And yeah. it looks like Hawaii is treating you guys very nice, but I do miss you. I miss um, you guys too. <laughs> I do miss you. I do miss working with you. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was so excited when you reached out to me and offered to share your journey as a working mom. Because, as you know, I started this podcast because I really wanted to be able to share other mothers' journeys. Because I know that even myself, when I first started to be a mom, I felt a lot of mom guilt. And a lot of times I felt like I was the only one going through those stresses because sometimes people don't share that portion. And all the different struggles. And so I felt like if I could share different walks of life from all different moms out there, that if that could help even a single other mom with her journey to feel seen or to give her some tips and tricks to improve her day, then that's the goal to lift each other up. So I'm so excited to hear from you because I know you've been a working mom your kids' entire lives, correct? I was like, um, yeah. yes, definitely. So, I went back to think after my first child, I think I went back eight weeks later and then yeah. done 10 weeks later. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big journey. Now they're teenagers, which is weird. It's yes. so strange when I see you post about that on Facebook. I'm like, there's no way they're teenagers. <laughs> and we've all survived so far. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> still surviving and thriving. Yeah. So, yeah. well, the first thing I wanted to ask you about was you know, in the beginning, when you and Ryan were deciding to start your family, did what type of communication did y'all have before having kids kind of in regards to family dynamics? Are we going to both work, childcare, all those kind of things? How did y'all talk about it? Yes, we definitely discussed that. Um, you know, we both had gone to college, we both had careers that we were in. And we, I mean, when we were first deciding on, okay, yeah, we want to have a family when we want to have kids, but are we both going to stay home and work or mm -hmm. stay home? Are we both going <laughs> to yeah. work? One going to do one and one going to do the other. Yeah. Um, but for us, we just decided in talking through it. And it's definitely all about communication that um, we both would work because there were things we wanted to do. We wanted to have a decent house. You know, we wanted mm -hmm. to be able to have retirement. We wanted to be able to give our kids things, not necessarily to spoil them, right. but to offer things maybe that we didn't have as kids. Um, also to, um, you know, not have to live paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. to be able to travel. And so those were some of the things that we did discuss um, before we did decide to have kids. And the other thing that came up was, you know, daycare cost. Yes. It's outrageous. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I look at it and, you know, depending on where you live, the cost can vary, but some people are just blown away once they hear, oh, I pay 800 to a thousand a month. When I was in Oklahoma, we were paying 
between 800 and 1,000 a month. And then when we got to Hawaii, I looked at some of the private daycares that were similar to the ones my girls were in before we moved here. And the cost was over 2000 a month. And goodness, I'm, you know, you look at that and it's like, okay, how can I afford to, to do that? Then I'm almost just working to match my daycare costs. So I feel like that definitely plays a role in society right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, do I send them to daycare and I'm working to just pay for it? You know, you can go back and forth. You know, I definitely yeah. struggled and, with that. <laughs> yeah. And so many families have to have that conversation as well. And we did look at that. Mm-hmm. And luckily for us, it worked out where we were, were able to send our kids um, the cost of that. And again, that was, you know, 10, 15 years ago now that right, we were right. compared to where you're at now. But so many moms do, or even dads have to not work because the cost of daycare is more than what they bring home. And so that mm-hmm. definitely makes a lot of sense. But for us, we were able to manage the cost of daycare, um, our daily lives, our bills and, and all of that um, by sending them to daycare. And I still had, um, as far as in my job, I still had um, goals that mm-hmm. I wanted to maintain Um and to reach before, you know, I stopped working at any point in time. Right. Well, and did um, the daycares and things that you used, did you ever think about having family, like them watching your children, or did they kind of help pitch in for when, you know, the kids get sick? Because that was the other part of daycare is I feel like when they're younger, they're getting sick more often, which is normal. You know, they're having to adjust all those germs. And I know that's a struggle I've dealt with, you know, trying to tell my employer, you know, my child is sick again. I know they were sick two weeks ago (laughs) and my husband's style of job, he can't miss or he's deployed. And so then trying to navigate that portion of juggling working daycare with the sick season, how did you y'all kind of navigate that portion of it? So, yeah, so we, you know, our family where, you know, I know you kind of, um, are going towards the military audience. And so Mm -hmm. many times you're not able to be around family. Um, Mm -hmm. We have been blessed to be around our family as our kids grow up. Both of our sets of parents live within kind of our metro area. Mm -hmm. But as far as, and they were always willing to help out. Our parents all, when our kids were younger, our parents all had jobs as well. None of them were retired. So really, I mean, they were willing to help out whenever we needed. But as far as you are right, when the kids first start daycare, it's there's rough. A, it's rough. There's lots yeah. of runny noses, fevers, earaches, mm-hmm. ear infections, all that good stuff. And our kids had that too. Um, I do feel like that they kind of built up a pretty good immunity mm-hmm. over the first couple of years of their lives because of that. Um, but when they were sick, Um, My husband and I just tried to work out like, okay, this time you take them. They got sick again. All right. You took off last time. Now it's my turn. Um, However, my job was a little bit harder to take off last minute just because I deal with schedules. So luckily we were blessed in that his job could be a little more flexible. Mm -hmm. So he probably did end up getting more of the last minute doctor's appointments where I tried to handle more of the ones that were scheduled, the checkups that were scheduled. So we tried to keep it even as much as possible and, and take off kind of alternate taking off. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Cause that's one of the things that I noticed was difficult with my job, because we have the same type of job, you know, when you have patients, you have 
18 to 20 people on a schedule. And if you call in the night before, I mean, being able to get those patients covered and seen is difficult. And so when it's happening frequently, sometimes that I'd have the the work guilt of, I don't want to let my employer down mm-hmm. and then Definitely. I'd have, have the mom guilt because I don't want to not be there for my kids. And so that's one of those, those kind of pulls and struggles. And so I definitely think, you know, communicating with your employer and then trying to share it as much as possible with your spouse and communicating to them that, especially if you're both wanting to stay in the workforce, it's like, okay, if I'm going to stay in the workforce, I also need you to sometimes take over as well, because we have to keep both jobs happy. Exactly. I can't stay at my job. (laughs) And I will add in when my kids were babies, there was a few times my, my employer would be very flexible. And if it was nothing contagious, Mm -hmm. it was like an ear infection and we were in a bind. Like I could bring them for a few hours until my husband could come up, things like that. Um, And, you know, everybody at the office was willing to hold them for a little bit while I was with patients. All that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Working as a team. That's like your your village. <laughs> they all kind of come together and start working together. And then the other thing I was going to ask you about was just juggling. So you have many hats that you wear. You juggle the career, being a wife, a pastor's wife, motherhood. And I know your kids did sports for a while. Are they still doing sports? They are. Yes, okay. they are. So yeah. how would you say that you kind of juggle and manage all of those different hats? <laughs> I, I, I say it kind of with a laugh, but it's, I'm serious. It's a lot of prayer. Honestly, yeah. you do spend a lot of time in prayer. Lord, help me, give me mm-hmm. guidance, give me answers, give me the strength, give me the yes. perseverance, you know? Yes. So there honestly was a lot of that. Um, I have been very blessed that my husband is very supportive and helpful. Um, I will add in there that I think this is what has saved me all these years. He definitely has spoiled me and he's the cook of the family. Ooh. So he does dinner and that to me, cause I'm not a cook. I don't really like it, Yeah. but I clean all the dishes. I do not mind cleaning up the dishes. So for us, and he typically was home, but in the evenings before I was. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we worked out. He'll do the dishes. Um, or I'll do the dishes and he'll, he'll cook. And then as far as other household stuff, you know, we tried to, since we are both working, try to split pretty evenly. Um, now that the kids are teenagers, it's nice. They can have chores, Um, but it, I mean, it is, you, you talked about the mom guilt earlier and that's definitely a real thing. And I think Mm -hmm. if if you're a decent mom, if you're a good mom, you're, you're going to have that. You're going to feel it. You just have to learn to not sit in it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and that's a hard thing just to continue to sit in there and and mull it over. And I'm not going to lie. I've had those moments over the years with my husband, even though we both decided I would work and I, and I wanted to, there was those moments. I know I drove him crazy in different phases or different eras of our life where I'd be yeah. like, should I quit? Should I keep, should I go part-time? Da, yes. da, you know, all of that stuff. And so I know there are moments that, and, and he was, whatever you think will survive, whatever you think you feel you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, you know, juggling all the hats, calendars have been my friend, That's especially good. on the phones now with all the reminders. Um, we have a calendar by our dinner table. And so now as the kids are older, we're trying to communicate what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, will that'll be a, a conversation piece at dinner time sometimes. Um, but 
also just in juggling and trying to keep my mom cup filled, I would take off certain days, you know, there might be field trips coming up. My husband and I, again, would try to, you know, juggle those one time he would go the next time I would go. But being able to do that um, and go on those field trips or, you know, take off a little bit early, you know, maybe once a week, every now and then to be at a sporting event on time. Yeah. Um, My job, as far as hours, there was one day a week that I didn't work as long. So I could, Mm -hmm drop off kids at school and pick them up at least one day a week. And so that helped um, fill my mom bucket and kind of makes you feel like you're, you're present. You're getting to be present. Sometimes it can feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm just not with them enough. And you get that pulling of, I wish I was with them more. I've talked about it with other moms where it's like, okay, if I'm working the full day and then I get home and I'm exhausted and sometimes Mm -hmm. they're just ready to play and interact. And I feel just drained and so mm-hmm. being able to take off early or being able to just drop them off, then you feel like I was there mm-hmm. <laughs> I was able yes. to, to, to be more present. And it kind of helps to pull some of that guilt away because it is hard. You just almost get stuck in it. And I drive Brian crazy with those same thoughts, <laughs> especially <laughs> when we were moving here. It was, you know, I want to work, but I don't want to miss out on the kids days, but mm-hmm. I, but I want to work, but I don't want to miss out on this, you know, and mm. it's that that back and forth. And we ended up making just pros and pros and cons lists and, you know, praying on it and looking at, you know, what's the best option. And then in myself feeling the guilt of, I feel like I should be working. I also struggle with that because I feel like it's been ingrained in my mind that I was going to be a working mom and now I'm a stay at home mom. And so sometimes that's hard, an inner struggle I have. And so not sitting in that and just reminding myself that someday you can be back working and you've looked at it and option wise, this is our best option right now. You exactly. Know, that helps that, that guilt go away from both sides, but it's hard. It's something that you just it's have to work hard. on. Yeah. And as far as, you know, I really try to like on my drive to work or from work, if I'm going to call my mom, my sisters or make phone calls, I try to do that while I'm driving, you yeah. know, distract her, but yeah, at least I'm not, at once I get home, I can be home. And be um, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, try to leave work at work and, yes. and home. And like you said, we are in the ministry. And so a lot of our spare time, but it typically gets to be as a family is with mm-hmm. church activity, church, things like that. So um, like I said, it, we get it done and we've all survived and yes, and you're all doing great. You're great. And when there's time for an <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Enjoy the nap, savor those moments, and then accept that sometimes the house is not going to be perfectly clean. Everything's exactly. not going to be perfect, but as long as you get to spend the time together, that's what matters. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then, so staying organized and present. So you kind of touched on how to be present as a mom. How do you stay organized for y'all's schedules? Did y'all do a lot of the evening prep? for school so that you wouldn't have to do it in the morning, like packing lunches, doing Mm -hmm. backpacks and things like that. Or how did y'all stay organized, you know, with everybody's school schedules, work schedules, and then getting to church and being a part of that portion too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, during the week, for sure, I definitely had to lay kids clothes out at night as they got, yeah, as they got older the night before we tried to talk about it, like, Hey, what do you want to wear? So it wasn't quite as big of an issue or a fight the next day. 
lunches definitely made them the night before because mm -hmm. I just, again, I like my sleep too. And so yeah. I <laughs> get up early enough in the morning to get all that done. So I had to do it in the evenings. And so lunches were made then, make sure all the homework is done the night before because we definitely didn't have time in the mornings before school. Right. Um, and, uh, so yeah, definitely the night before getting everything prepared. Um, even my lunch for work, I would make it the night before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Same. I included mine with theirs. Yeah. Um, and then as far as church activities, you know, Sunday mornings, I will have to tell you Sunday mornings, I had a lot of empathy or sympathy for single parents because yeah. my as a pastor would leave early. So Sunday mornings, mm -hmm. I felt like a single parent for a little while, yeah. you know. And even just those few short hours, I would be like, oh, my goodness, how <laughs> how do people do it? And I know mm -hmm. you do and you handle whatever you're given, but right. I, my heart would go out to single parents on Sunday mornings for sure. Yes, absolutely. I felt that way when Brian was deployed and I had to be a single parent for six mm -hmm. months. And I was oh, trying, you know, trying to work and trying to navigate managing my kids and their schedules and everything. And it's just like man, I don't know how y'all, how people do it, but I definitely am going to volunteer to bring somebody dinner every so often if I know that <laughs> there's a parent or that their spouse is deployed, because I totally yeah. understand that even like small things like that would make your day a little bit smoother because it's a lot of work trying to wrangle the children and get them ready and out the door and looking cute, especially you know, when <laughs> Brian's gone. I'm like trying to do all the girls hair. I'm like, okay, everybody's got to have cute hair. Mom's going to have a hat, but y'all are going to have... <laughs> You guys are going to look adorable and I'm going to be in sweats, <laughs> but it's right. fine. It's fine. We're thriving. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, let's see. What was the other thing I was going to ask you is just, um, the sports thing was the final part. Oh, yeah. So when y'all were doing sports, did you ever tell your kids? Cause I've heard some people say this and then some are letting their kids do all the things. Do you guys tell them that they need to pick one sport, a season or one activity, whether it's dance, music, and kind of stick with one for each of them to make it easier? Or do you let them do multiple at once? Or what's y'all's strategy for that kind of that extra activities? Yeah, we had to say one sport at a time yeah. because again, we both did work and it can get crazy with traveling practices so many nights a week. So yes, that was kind of our rule, mm -hmm. um, our guide was one sport at a time. Now, when you're ending one and starting another one, there would be a little overlap sometime, but right. um, it was more or less, yes, we're going to do this sport, finish it, and then go to the next sport. So basically, whatever season, if it's basketball season, you have to do basketball. You can't do wrestling and basketball, you know, right. it'd be too much. Um, but again, it would be like, maybe my husband would drop off for practice and then I would pick up from practice, you know, mm -hmm. um, whatever the the schedule would allow during those weeks it, you know it was a little easier on the weekends during little league we could kind of both be at their games mm -hmm. um at the same time we would split as they got into middle school that was a little bit harder for me because the middle school games were early like they oh, would they start four four thirty uh, you know and so oh, wow, some of yeah. Seventh and eighth grade, their games were really early. So I would do my best to try to make the home games. Mm -hmm. I didn't always make the away games during th that season of life, but my husband, if I couldn't be there, he most of the time was there. So yeah, that also made it, you know, if at least one of us could be there, yes. I didn't quite as bad. Yeah. I feel like that's so good because one of the trends I feel like that you've said kind of this whole time is how much y'all work as a team. 
And so mm-hmm. I feel like that's just like so important for the spouses to work together because, you know, these children are both of ours and we have to yeah. work together to figure out a way to navigate the ins and outs. So I feel like that's such a great example of, you know, working through this work as a team. Communication is so important. So yeah, I love that. And then the final thing that I always end the episode on is, do you have any piece of advice to the fellow moms out there that are going through some of the same struggles and moments in life that you have gone through? Um, Sure. Yeah. I would say, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. And, you know, I know not everyone listening is going to maybe be married or have a significant other. Mm -hmm. Some are single parents. Yeah. Um, But don't be afraid to ask for help, even if it's from, you know, a grandparent or a friend, because no one can do it all. Um, And so it's okay to ask for help from time to time. And I even have to say that to myself, even just asking help from my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would say that um, for working moms, just going back to work after they've had a newborn, that, I mean, you're probably going to have tears, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, it's normal. But I would say, because, you know, your circumstances may change throughout the years, but whenever you do have to, it's a necessary, you have to go back to work. You have to put them in some sort of childcare or daycare. Just remember that baby is not going to remember. They're not going to remember it. Um, And I know that's one thing I kept telling myself. My goal was to, you know, work when they were little, be able when they were in like middle school, high school, have a little more flexibility to be able to be home more when they can remember and when they can't really be in childcare. Um, so that was kind of my goal. And I've been able to do that. I've been able to cut back a few hours here and there to be more present during their middle school and high school, um, days, but just, you know, for those new moms, the baby's not going to remember being put in daycare when you go back to work. So don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing too is, and I, um, you know, to have a true transformational relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, I mean, people can make it, but I don't know how they make it without Jesus Christ in their life. So that's another thing. Definitely, you know, live by preach by, um, let's see, was there anything else I was going to mention? Oh, and I think too, if you are a working mom, I, I do think, that in a lot of it depends on family dynamics, but I think being a working mom allows you to appreciate your kids in a little different way. And I think mm-hmm. it allows them to appreciate you in a little different way. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is don't compare yourself to others on social media. 100%. It's easy to do. say it loud we all, for those in the back. <laughs> <laughs> we all, but I've been guilty of doing it. I do it too. Don't, I don't, compare yourself to the Pinterest moms, the Facebook moms, yes. because most of the time. That's, yeah. 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 So that would be, that would be my few bits of advice for well, those. Those are wonderful bits of advice. I appreciate <laughs> those so much. And I guarantee you so many people can relate with every piece of that. And so I'm so glad that you came on. Thank you for sharing a piece of your journey with me and with our listeners And if y'all have not yet, you can find me on Instagram at Homefront Chronicles podcast. I post new episodes every Monday and I look forward to catching up with each and every one of you. And I hope y'all have an amazing week. I'll catch you next Monday. Bye.